Every episode of The Gage is brought to you by Bill Fick Ford and the WCRA. Guys, Bill Fick Ford is the number one Super Duty dealer in the country for the fourth year in a row. You guys have heard me rant and rave about Bill Fick Ford for the absolute best buying experience in the car industry, truck industry. Bill Fick Ford's the place to go. I bet you remember the old ad where I said I was getting a new Super Duty. Well, here's the keys for that. Bill Fick Ford delivers, guys. Noble discounts, noble interest rates, the best buying experience you can get. And if you are not local to Huntsville or the Houston area, he'll deliver it to you just like he did to me. Bill Fick Ford. If I say, who wants to be a millionaire? Would anybody not put their hand up? Of course not, especially in rodeo. Well, thanks to the WCRA, the dream of a $1 million purse has finally come true. You can win $1 million by nominating your rides and runs and earning points with the WCRA. Through the Triple Crown Rodeo, the WCRA will award a $1 million cash prize to any athlete or collection of athletes who wins first place in any three consecutive WCRA major rodeos. $1 million up for grabs, which is pretty much unheard of. Rodeo Corpus Christi will be the very first stop in the 2021 Triple Crown of Rodeo. The event will pay over $540,000. $540,000. Yes, I said it. $545,000 and will be held on May 6th through May 9th. There will be zero entry fees. That's right. You don't even have to pay to enter this rodeo. The only thing you have to do to qualify for the Triple Crown of Rodeo event is by nominating your rides or runs with the WCRA. Here's the common misconception with the WCRA. It's just for the pros, for the elites. Well, if you can hang with these people, but maybe... Maybe you don't want to commit to Pro Rodeo. I get it. I get it. It's a big commitment. The WCRA is made for people like you because you can enter these events, nominate your rodeos, and win crazy money, just like Rodeo Corpus Crispy and this million dollars we keep talking about. To learn more, just visit triplecrownofrodeo.com. Again, that's triplecrownofrodeo.com to see how you can earn a spot at Rodeo Corpus Crispy and possibly be the rodeo's next millionaire. Pow! This is The Gage with host Chance Conradud. Are you freaking serious? It's Conrado. This is The Gage, and I am Chance Conrado. We are finally back after the snowpocalypse. Uh, we had a ton of episodes canceled, so sorry we've been away, but we didn't have any power. Ty was uh, using snow to operate his toilet, uh, and he was not the only one. But uh, we are joined by none other than Fallon Taylor. Um, I was really excited to have Fallon on the podcast. I am actually a huge Fallon Taylor fan, uh, despite what she might have said on her Instagram. I, I think she's done an amazing job and is a great ambassador for our sport. And uh, I think we just had a good time. We just do the gauge thing and we just joke around. Of course, I was sarcastically picking on her like I kind of do with everybody. And, you know, she's awesome. Anybody who uh, doesn't think highly of Fallon, well, I don't think highly of you because she she's a great person and um, might be one of the most misunderstood people in our entire industry. But I was glad she joined us. We had a pretty long episode. Our air conditioning's not working, so we were sweating. And, you know, anyway, it's the gauge. And uh, it was Fallon Taylor, so I think it was pretty awesome. Check it out. What a professional. <laughs> Cut my hoops and my phone on airplane mode, y'all. I'm so ready. You sound... <laughs> You, you sound nervous. <laughs> Don't look at Riley. She's not here. Oh. I, you know, it's not about people watching, though. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's, it's just, and I read a book called The Courage to Be Disliked, and it was life-altering. It's really, really good. So I just have old habits. I think it's just old habits. 
So, well, this is going to be very interesting for the next <laughs> couple of hours because I got some messages today on social media. <laughs> why do you hate Fallon Taylor? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Why do I hate Fallon Taylor? I don't hate Fallon Taylor. You can look back on 30 episodes of The Gage where I say I'm a huge fan of Fallon Taylor. Well, I appreciate that, but so I never why saw does, that. Why does Fallon Taylor think I hate her? I don't really know. No, it's just a thing of the world. Like Fallon Taylor just, I think that's everybody though, right? Like you walk into a room and you just like. Assume you're hated by the people in the room. Yeah, and girls are mean. So like girls are super mean. Yeah, the girls are mean. Yeah. So it's just a thing of like, you know, girls aren't super, super friendly. And I think that we all just have like weird faces when we're a little bit intimidated. So we just give you that like, you know, thing. And then if we don't mean it. We mean nothing by it. So. Riley, you're distracting. Go over there. <laughs> Riley, you're fine. Riley, have a seat. <laughs> Pull a seat up. <laughs> Riley's one of those people who has a horrible fear of the microphone. Really? Yeah. She wouldn't even touch huh. one, even if we're just like moving them around. Really? You'd think it was a cobra. Really? Yeah. She's one so of is it people. because of the microphone? I, you know, I don't know. Probably a traumatic experience as a child. Okay. Some of us are scared of cats or dogs. <laughs> she's scared of microphones. Clowns. Some clowns. Yeah. yeah. Although some people like clowns. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like rodeo clowns though. Specific rodeo clowns. Which specific <laughs> rodeo clowns do you not like? The ones who call me white panties of podcasting. Those ones. Who? Oh, there's a. I, I don't know anybody, but like that there's, is so interesting that we're sitting here having conversations and, I'm, and we're like talking about people and you're like I don't know them, I don't know them, I don't know them. I it's mean, so interesting to me that you I don't want to say that you've isolated yourself because I don't think that's how it is because it doesn't look that way, but that you're isolated in like this wide open industry. I wonder why. I want to know why. Um, I think it's one of the smartest things I've ever done. Really, is to, um, I've always said like. I don't shop for my tires at the grocery store and I don't shop for friends at rodeos. Um, and I think any barrel racer in the world would tell you um, making friends quickly in our industry is a really terrible idea. I think that anybody would tell you that um, because not every single person is looking out for your best interest. And at the end of the day, we're competing against, against each other. So like, I just feel like we've done, I feel like I've set myself up to have a really, really close small circle of friends and not get feedback from every single direction. Same reason I have the comments off on my Instagram. Um, because I just, I think a lot of outside, you know, I like your hair long. I like your hair blonder. I like your hair darker. I like your blah, blah, blah. Like those things throughout your day to day can really like move you a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And I want to be focused. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of a cool thing, except that I like, I've told NFR qualifiers and world champions before I'm like I don't even know who you are like in a heated debate and they're like you know I'm so and so that's like a really big deal and I'm like I'm so sorry but like we're all human and I want to be spoken to like a human yeah regardless of what you've accomplished so that is something that's weird about our industry right I've always thought it was weird um how only certain people are people in rodeo. It's right. always bothered me. Right. Um, and that's even being like in a family that's considered to be people kind right. of. So it's not like something I would really personally have to deal with. Right. But other people, you know, like you bring somebody with you and they don't get acknowledged in the conversation because they don't. Exactly. They're, they're not rodeo. And like, if you want to think you're somebody, go to the Albuquerque, New Mexico rodeo and try to use your gold buckle to get in the back door. Just try to get past any security guard at the Albuquerque, New Mexico State Fair, and you'll quickly be humbled to this big and be like, you can't get in here. I mean, I with all my credentials, I couldn't get in the door to pay my entry fees. So it's like, 
rodeo is a, it's a funny kind of double-edged sword, but the people in our industry, what's, what's cool about, like, we are the gamers of rodeo, right? Cause there's us that are competing against each other, but then there's the guys that are breaking these Colts and training these Colts kind of behind the scenes. And some people do it all, but there's some of the most amazing horsemen in the world that have no, you know, check marks by their name of they've accomplished this thing or that thing. Well, Cause it takes a, It's a different kind of person. Right. And like, I'm actually one of those people who was like, I'm not going down the road. Right. right. You know, everybody, if you rodeo at some point, you hit that path. You're like, Hey, do I want to do this? Right. Or is that too much for whatever? If we had reason? a season, it would be great. Yeah. If we had a season. Ty, I'm not, I'm getting not good volume on this thing. I'm <laughs> once again, disappointed. Ah, oh, that's much better. Thank you. There's, we're not going to have any technical issues. You just had to ask. Like, Fallon just poured her heart out here, and I think no one got to hear it. She literally just solved world hunger, oh, and we, there we, go. we, didn't, we didn't hear it. Yeah. She had the same problem, and she was too nice to even say, Ty, you suck. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I definitely. Bait, I'm trying to bait her into it. Do you want it louder or softer? You can you can turn it down. Turn it down? Yeah. Right. Is that that's, better? That's great. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And now she has a blown eardrum. Perfect. <laughs> but you don't need that to barrel race. No. You need so little. <laughs> so little. <laughs> it's just it's fun for me because when i once i don't know if it was riley but somebody on my instagram said hey found taylor just said you hate her and i read <laughs> no that's not what she said she said she just assumes everybody right. hates her and then made a joke about me hating her it's like yeah i don't hate her i've talked great about you on thank this you show. i appreciate that of course i know people who hate you yes but yeah, I know people who hate everybody. <laughs> Sometimes I hate Ty. What's cool about the industry is that you pick your winner, right? Like you pick like, oh, I'm a Haley Kinsel fan or, you know, I'm an Emily Bysol fan or whatever. Like I, I'm an Ivy Sabins fan. And what's cool about it is like without um, Kobe, there's no LeBron. Without LeBron, there was no Kobe. You know, it's like you needed to pick that person that is your person. The problem with us being actual real people and not paid to play is that it does take a little bit of a toll on you where you're just like, wow, that person just like, you know, pushes you to the side and they're like, I love Haley Kinsel. And you're just like, that's great. I love her too. Like, <laughs> I think she's really awesome. Most people do. You can't not respect a winner. Like, even if you dislike somebody's personality, I can't not recognize what somebody's been able to accomplish. Like, you can be like, hey, you know, Brittany Posey has never bear hugged me you know, or giving me a high five, but I think she's one of the most Brittany incredible Posey horsemen. Brittany probably not going to bear hug you without a knife in the, her Br hand. And that's any human but being. But I really probably. want a hug from Brittany. Yeah. She's that's got, kind of a life goal. She's got ice in her veins in like the greatest way to me. She's yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And she's just, I, you cannot not respect her. No, not at all. So, and it's just, I just have never seen, and maybe behind our backs, people say things, but like, I've never in my life had, um, like a peer, like somebody that's actually accomplished things that I've been able to accomplish, say the kind of harsh, horrible things that um, somebody that is, you know, not actively competing at that level. At what point do you just chalk it up? Like, it sounds cliche, and that's just something that people just say. They just say it, but like, it's just like a weird jealousy, and it's not even just in this industry. It's everything. I mean, I'm going to go full hippie on you if we go down this road, and you know that's oh going to go full hippie. Let's go. I, I wore just... my only tie-dye shirt just for you. <laughs> It's a peace offering. I don't hate you. I wore like something that maybe you would wear. Thank this. you. I appreciate that. I would totally wear that. Um, I just feel like hurt people hurt people. And like every single time somebody, I've never in my life typed anything ugly on social media and just like typed it. And, and you have to think like the person that's going through and typing out these long paragraphs of like horrible things, like 
that's something that just doesn't, ha- you just don't do that. Have you ever typed anything bad on social media? Been no. like, I hate your shirt. You're ugly. Bye. No, I'm, I'd, like, I'm one of those people who go out of my way not to comment on anything. On yeah. Just media. don't com. just don't be a part of the conversation. So you have to think that that person in some way is trying to throw the sharpest punch in order to feel significant from the amount of people that will get behind them and be like, yeah. So it's just, for me, it's just a cry for significance and just shows me that somebody like, I don't know, just needs, needs a bear hug. It makes me sad for them, right? Especially if they're coming at you for things like that. Like we right. had, we had a girl named Kendall Jones on the show. Okay. And like, okay, I could understand why people were mad at her. Like she killed a lion. Okay. Yeah. No one understands exactly those right. aspects, but like right. talking about killing her and her parents, like her dad passed away in a tragic incident right. and saying that like he deserved it because he hunted animals right. and yeah. things like that. It's like, I don't know where these sick people come right. from necessarily. Right. Cause I think that's what it is. Like, I it's think a, a lot significant of thing. Sick. Everybody, everybody in the world and you can see it in the world right now too, especially everybody wants a purpose. And so they stand behind whatever that thing may be, whether it be like um, for equal rights or whether it be for, you know, just standing up for whatever may be going on in the world. They want to be quick to take a stance behind those things just to feel really significant. Like you're a part of a movement. Everybody wants to be a part of a movement. Everyone has a dark side and the internet just allows that dark side to yeah, be what's channeled. You know, what, you know, a lot of people like, like my dad, he's like, let's just change the world. And I'm like, no dad, it exposed the world. Like we've always been like this. It just, there's always been that lady in your neighborhood that talks crap on everybody. Yeah. Well, and it's been exposed on so many different sides, right? Everything is so unbelievably tribal right now. Right. And I don't think it is possible to change that. Right. There's too many people and there's too many different sources to get. You can literally be force fed. Absolutely. You believe in chemtrails. You're going to find 10 million things that confirm you believe in chemtrails. (laughs) Is the earth flat? Why? Yes, it is. Google said so. (laughs) Like there's no freaking way that anybody's not going to be validated. Right. Right. And then right. you have social media, which sure. has been one of your major successes. Right. Right. Um, and you're one of the first people in our industry who's actually capitalized on it in a specific way. And, and your whole ability to kind of take like being a barrel racer or a rodeo person and use that to catapult something else. I think that's probably what I like the most because that's always been my issue with rodeo. Sure. Is most of the people I know who are amazing at rodeo, um, especially when I was a kid hanging out with plenty of world champions right. and there's no plan after rodeo. It's like, I just got rodeo until it scared me. I've never fall off. like dated a cowboy because of it. Cause I'm like so scared. Like, you know, just watching kids grow up in the little Capri campers and just watching the wives be like, at what point do we get off this circus ride? You know, what, what, when do we get off the, the carousel? So, um, I don't know. I, social media is, is, really, really fun for me to be involved in. It's really cool to show the behind the scenes. What's interesting about social media is I probably expose more of myself on social media than I even do, you know, in my daily life. Like you may learn something from me that I posted publicly on social media, but there's almost like a shelter, you know, of like, I don't have to sit in a room and like discuss certain things about myself or like why I did certain things. I can just on social media, like, Hey, this is what I did. And then I have, you know, comments turned off and everything's turned off. So, you know, I'm just, finally getting to show the behind the scenes of, of my life without, um, you know, feeling like I'm going to get 90,000 opinions about it. Right. But no, absolutely. And it's just, it's interesting to me, the whole concept of, of like the way you kind of presented yourself initially and how it took off. It it was just, it was like a perfect storm for you. And and the thing that I guess bothers me, (laughs) no, not, not about you. No, hold on. I want to know. Don't giggle yet. 
I'm actually this is a this is like a, a rally for you thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> is like you've you achieved a lot of crap before you were the age that uh, you're even allowed to rodeo now. Right. And you know you won a world a world championship in 2014 and you did the whole thing and you still get treated like dog shit like yeah. you've never done anything right. in rodeo that you're just this like it just bugs the hell out of me and it was not Thank even you. <laughs> take your take the name fallon taylor right. away from it right if i saw anybody who went down that road right. that i know very well how hard it is how traumatic it is and i think you even stayed at my dad's I house did. when I did. you had like a shitty rig oh, yeah. i did shit rig yeah and it was before all of the i had stuff. no door panel you had on no the left side of my truck and it was borrowed and i think i was in high school yeah I was like, look at this chick. Yeah. Shitty trailer <laughs> you know, it is like she's it, not gonna it, win crap. Well, I mean, because that's what you think when you're that age. And, yeah. And like it was the same for us. We had right. like shitty stocks, right? We didn't have any freaking money either. Yeah. yeah. We never did, but like But rodeo's I actually, perception I actually too. saw that. Well, the whole thing's perception. That's why that's why bloomers are two hundred and eighty thousand right. dollars. Yeah. You know? I still don't have a big rig. Yeah. I still Which I still just invest in my business. Yeah. And I, you know, very much study finances and things and um yeah, my truck's the most expensive thing I think I own, besides the little red mare. Right, so. <laughs> right. It, it's just it's just crazy, right? Because there's all these misconceptions, and yep. like uh, you're all nervous to come in here and do this. So you're nervous to do everything. <laughs> but I just feel like, eh, fuck that. I could say fuck that yeah. on this. We have an explicit podcast. Like, oh, that's who nice. Cares? <laughs> it is, it's nice for me because I have a cursing issue. But, so uh, I curse a lot, and I've just decided that on my social media platforms that I won't do that. However, I have decided to allow myself like a big opportunity where, you know, I am an adult and like adults say things. And so I kind of went on a little bit of a rant and, and a member of the FBI contacted me about my rant. And I was just like super stoked about it. I was like, listen, I'm an adult and I'm going to say some things and I'm not going to be perfect on social media. However, I have kind of worn this cloak of being the babysitter of your children on social media that you can hand the phone to them and then just trust me to have to monitor myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And like people have a bad day and like I legit am going to slip at some point. So if you could just like parent because there's predators on these apps and there's really crazy people on these apps and like I'm going to say words at some point and I've monitored myself for over a decade to the point where like if I drop an F-bomb, I need to want to feel like I'm not going to crawl in a hole. So I really like that. I'm not yeah. your kid's parents. I, yeah. And the FBI, like the the child trafficking division contacted me and asked, and I need to make a video for them, but asked for me to make an in, in detail video about like why kids should not be handed phones and just allowed to do things because it's the children that troll me. It's very seldom the adults. And I don't get I don't get trolled that often anymore, but I got a crazy story. Let me hear it. Explicit story. Okay. Uh, my business partner on our other our other company, he lives in California and uh, he's got a uh, like a 7-year-old kid. And it's great. He'll never listen to this cuz he thinks rodeo is the stupidest thing in the world, <laughs> which I found everybody cuz he's like the go to Ibiza like rape guy. Yeah. <laughs> in his mid 40s. It's great. Yeah, you know, he's a straight up. He's just that guy. Just um, oomch, 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 yeah, oomch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like half Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay, he's on a whole cocktail of you know what. Yeah, and has been since he's twenty, so he looks the part. And uh, <laughs> he'll never listen to it. So Please God, don't it. listen to this. He sir. won't. And if he does, he's like, oh, this is the same thing he's been telling me since I met him. Yeah, <laughs> he looks the part. Okay, and. Uh, <laughs> But he's got kids and everything, and, and he's got a seven-year-old son. And, you know, everybody who has kids probably makes that mistake of, like, here's the iPad. Right. 
Yeah, well, next thing they, I mean, at the age you wouldn't think, next thing they know, they, like, need it, the iPad for something, and they go through it, look through the photos. Yeah. And there's, like, reach-around photos, all of this stuff, like him just taking photos of his young boy body that he just <laughs> discovered, like, from every angle. <laughs> then they go to Google. The things that were in that, you would not believe nope. a six-year-old. So <laughs> we've come full circle here. That That's why. So I'm just saying. Six years old is like, well, how do you know how to spell the hub? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> how? How? How did How'd you, you discover that? that? How'd you discover that? Who knows? So I'm just saying, it's we need to be a little bit less like pushing on people on social media to be like these like stellar people because everybody's going to have a rough day. Yeah. That's why I did my YouTube series that I did that launched this year of just like, here's the behind the scenes of what this looks like. Like I can get it together for 15 seconds at a time to let you know about like something that we're launching or something that's going on. But like all in all, it's kind of a, tr it's, you know, there is two sides always. Yeah. Always. That's why I was excited to come here because this feels very much like the unfiltered version of, you know, a podcast. So it's fun. It I'm is. very excited. Thank you for this having me. I don't, thanks for coming. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way that I would do it. When we started talking about doing this and like I wanted to do it, it was like, it's going to be unfiltered yeah. or it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. And so far, That's only really a great. few parents have called me. <laughs> it, they just, I don't know where they get the phone number from, but they start Googling or they find an and next. And they call they you. Yeah. They tend to be from Utah too. Do they? Just the one guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've only heard about the one guy. Yeah, no, there's been, I think, three. So it's not a lot. Yeah. If you look at, the, like, the number of people who listen. So that's I did like, go down through the, like, YouTube comments, and there was one person, like, rallying for me on one. And I was really? like, okay, well, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah. There was one person that was like, you didn't mention Fallon Taylor. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, it was really not the point of the podcast that I needed to be mentioned in that. <laughs> like, I wonder what it was. So it was, it was Ivy talking about Brittany raising and training her own Colts and doing really well and having a hand in you know, pro rodeo. And mm -hmm. she was like, if you can even go down to the Lano jackpot and she's probably going to be the year end points earner yeah. there and at the American and she's going to be at the BFA and she's just got a hand in everything. And a lady commented, um, and shout out to that lady because she was really nice. And she was like, Fallon Taylor's been doing the same thing. Um, but you didn't bring her name up. And it was very kind. Both Ivy didn't leave me out of a conversation. And that lady just wanted me to be just put into that conversation but it was just really nice it was super nice that and is nice to see yeah because that means people pay attention yeah i've wondered about like your audience in specific right because i don't really know right but there's like there's like the rodeo people right who are like born into it have a clear path mm -hmm. and then there's this whole other like populace of people which i think is your main right audience. right right one of uh one of the ladies who works for us um she's a she's a bookkeeper and she like has a, a writing barn where it's like city kids come in and like they do Western Pleasure, but they also do barrels, right. right? And they're obsessed with Fallon Taylor. Ah, that's so cool. Right? And so I'm wondering, is that the majority of your demographic is like these kids who can't possibly wrap their head around how you could do that, right? Because when I was a little kid, I knew exactly how you did it. So I, I think that that's a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of people think that I have a really, really young demographic that I don't. Yeah. I, I do have a really young demographic, but, you know, people come to me at up to me every day and be like, oh, I'm your oldest flow me or, you know, whatever. But they don't understand that, you know, um, I have a lot of people that look at me as like, you know, some business motivation and um, just like day-to-day -day life stuff because I've been through a lot. And so, um, you know, I think not, I don't think like 
my full story can be appreciated at six years old or eight years old. Like I, I can get, you probably really love baby flow and she's got a toy and, um, you know, you get to see us go fast and pretty close, but I don't think, you know, you can appreciate seeing another woman do cool things and get through a lot until you're, you know, you have some life experience. So right. I have a range of, a range of people that support me along this journey, which has been so incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just great to see. Cause I think one of the biggest goals we've all had is like, how do you make rodeo a mainstream thing? Right. Right. And you've had like a tremendous hand in doing that that you just don't get a lot of credit for for, for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, but I it's, just it's there's so much proof in the pudding that you've really right. helped the sport a lot, whether or not you're participating in it hardcore or not. Right. Like you've done it. already. Thank you. So I like I, I feel like um, if I wanted to be friends with the people that won't give me credit, that would just be me running into a brick wall. Like screw those guys then like just it is what it is, you know, Um I'm doing what I'm doing, f not for recognition or for a pat on the back. Like you, there's a lot easier path to go than to like wear a helmet and put tie dye on. Like there's a way easier way to just like fly under the radar and enjoy these animals and just run barrels. You know, there, you don't, you don't have to try to change anything as you go. So there's a lot easier way to do it. And, um, it would pay a little better, you know, in some aspects where, um, you'd be the first on the list for somebody to want to sponsor or whatever, but you know, you can just choose different friends. Do you have a hard time getting sponsors? Is that a thing? I have zero sponsors. Yeah, I know. But On do purpose. They not, do they not come at, after you? I, they have to. So I... Social media is such a big aspect of what It's such a big thing. For. So I just... Um, I haven't ever said this publicly too, but for this year, I have no sponsors. I've loved every single company I've ever worked with. I wouldn't work with them otherwise because I, I do have um, a business that's doing really well. And I also like, I know what it's like to drive a, a shitty rig and eat ramen and I'm not scared to do it again. So like, I'm not scared to just go, I don't like that thing. And nobody's going to believe me because my entire following is organic. No, there's no like paid likes. There's no paid follows. So you know, so I don't, easy to tell when people have that. Yeah, you and have two hundred thousand followers and but you ten got, likes. <laughs> it was like a hundred likes with like two comments. Yep. Like, <laughs> Stop it! You're telling me that Habib Namaduba yeah. is not a real person. <laughs> How dare he you? He doesn't like barrel racing. How dare you? So it's just like I've I've been such a fan of all the companies that I've worked with in the past because they've supported me and had amazing products that I really love to sponsor. Um, going into 2021, I'm just kind of like doubling down on myself of like, if I really want splint boots, I think I'll make some. If I really want a saddle, I'm going to make one. If I really want a saddle pad, I'm going to make one. Um, and that's kind of how I feel going forward. And it's, it's a big commitment. I don't think people realize when they see a shirt full of sponsors, like, I don't know what the bigger flex is. Is the bigger flex sponsorships down both sides or zero? Like, I don't know what the bigger flex is. I don't know But either. I can tell you that every single one of those sponsorship patches, which I thought about doing like, you know, your mom or like, you know, just like patches like sponsored by your mom. Like do just like fake companies all the way down, like camel towing. And like. <laughs> you should do that. I think so. We're already kind of like thinking about it of like just fake sponsors all the way down. Because the cool kids do it. Did you go to a, are you, are you riding at the American? Did you do a qualifier? No, I didn't. Oh, I, I did a qualifier and perfect, I didn't make it. That would but be the perfect time to yeah, do it. Yeah, but I would love to do like, you know, your mom and like various different company names. I'll let you make one up and go down the line. Are you but sure about that? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> You're putting a lot of trust into him. Absolutely. I will absolutely let you have a patch on there for, for whatever you can dream up. You just dream Done. it up. You dream it up. I'm going to. Okay. So- 
I think what people don't realize is like, yeah, it's a cool flex to have all these sponsors, but what those girls have to do and guys and whatever, when it comes to Vegas, it's just a, October, they start calling you of like where you're going to be. And, and people aren't always the nicest. So when you have to go do a signing and you have an NFR like I did in 13 and people want your autograph, but at the same time want to give you advice on how to get by the third barrel, you're just like, this is mentally taking a toll on me. Yeah. And like, I need check out, <laughs> but I can't leave because I took that money to pay for diesel. And so I got to stay here and listen to Barbara tell me how to ride with the inside leg at the third barrel when that's clearly not effective right now. <laughs> Like, thank you so much, Barbara. Thanks, Barbara. To Barbara. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Barbara. Hey, Barb. Can it? Mm. Stay on the couch. Go qualify yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. So I don't know which one's the bigger flex, but I, I'm excited to do that. I don't, I don't have a hard time getting sponsors. However, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that time commitment um, because I want to do a great job. Yeah. I want to do a really great job. And I want to make organic posts and I don't want to be told like, you have to post this many times a month for this and this and this. Because when I see people have to post, you see it. Like you're like, oh, you had to post that. Yeah. Crap. I mean, because that's the, I mean, frankly, that's the only thing that they can get. I mean, they're, you're getting right. money, so you got to do something. You got to do something. So yeah, I like yeah. your, I like that from your standpoint. I mean. It's a risk. It's a big risk. It's a big risk. Maybe not for you at this point. I mean, right. you guys, your brand does so well, right. but I, I mean, let's be, be honest, not like my sister couldn't get away with that. You know? Right. And Especially I was after your, a year like last year. Right. I was your sister. Yeah. You know, I've, I've started, you know, it was super, super, super humble beginnings um, of just like, I'd sell the shirt off my back. I'd buy a shirt um, at like, you know, those like um, the Western stores, but like for Charo's like in Fort Worth. Uh -huh. So I'd buy, so I'd buy like a shirt for like Mexican men that they wear to the nightclub, the button ups mm. and I would wear it. I like those. And then I would auction it off on Facebook with my back number attached to it. And that's how I'd pay my fees and my gas to the next rodeo. And so that's what I did every single time. And then I'd just take every extra little bit of money and put it into like, if I could have 10 of these shirts, this would be great because people seem to really like this stuff. Yeah. And so you know, it's just, it's cool to see it as a whole brand and with a whole warehouse full of things and um, a staff of people that are raising their family because of this brand is just like way, way different than I could have wrapped my mind around. Well, and it's really crazy because there's not a whole lot of brands out there like of that level that were started from like a rodeo contestant that I, right. I don't know of anything. There's some that are like endorsed, right? you know, brands inside of a brand and things like that, but it's just wild to me. And right. I think that's the thing I really like is like the way that you marketed yourself is the way that I've always personally like thought like this is what other athletes do and rodeo people just haven't got there yet. Right. You know? right. The money wasn't big enough to where like even if you won the world, by the time they get a hold of that tax and you, know, you right. pay back whatever debts you had to borrow to get there and get <laughs> the horse. I mean, because that's just the you, Breaking even is the biggest, like breaking even is the biggest accomplishment you can make in a rodeo year. Like to break even. No one realizes like, that because yeah. they've done a really good job of like inflating, like with the American. Right. Like if someone went to Houston, they get something from the American or from these other right. rodeos. Like all of a sudden you say, oh, 300,000. You're like, uh-uh. Yeah, take, take 40% off that after the NFR. Right. And then you're paying back whatever it is you borrowed. You're finishing off your vet bills. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that right. is... 300,000 shit after it's, that. It's not. It's, you know, when you hear of like these documentaries on Olympians where you're like, oh, these Olympians, they, you know, they barely make any money and they pay for training and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's exactly rodeo. 
It's exactly rodeo. It's getting better though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that there's so many, there's new energy in it, which is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's a lot's changed. Like think about it when you were a kid, when you were doing it. Yeah. It was like pennies on the dollar compared to now. You know, what's interesting about that though, Mm -hmm. but I, and I don't mean to like bring up like tea and drama and whatever else. Do it. I love drama. Not, it's not like crazy drama, but like my mom kept like these immaculate records of every single rodeo, you know, the green and white printer paper like really old school like green and white printer paper and she had like binders full of every single check I've ever won in my life I went back and checked on like a San Antonio check or like a Houston check or whatever it's not that it's not that different really it's not that different I mean it's like $200 difference no yeah so here you think like oh it's come so far and then you're like eh you know I don't know I guess the Vegas money is more Vegas money's a lot more Yeah. yeah Vegas money is a lot more. But the, the regular rodeos, I guess, maybe not. Exact same. Exact same, which is just crazy. That is really weird, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Inflation in the whole world, except for there. And I, that would be, like, I think that comes down to, like, our leadership just allowing the bar to not be raised, you know. I mean, I'm entered in a $1,000 added rodeo coming up, and it's like I just can't even believe they have pro rodeos that are $1,000 added or 500 it makes more sense this year because nobody right. wants to put the money up. Right. They're they're like hitting everybody up for money for sure. added, added money, and everybody's like uh, pulling their pockets out. I'm like, oh, not right. this year. Right. So it makes sense this year and certainly last year, but in general, no. I mean, it right. doesn't. It's, it's pretty wild. It is. You should post those. Take pictures of them and post them. I will. I will. I can do badass. that. Yeah, I can do that. I can put like one, like a 1994 check with a... 2020 check, 2021 check. That'd be pretty sick. That'd be sick. I bet nobody's ever done that. Yeah, that's cool. Not a lot of people could. I mean, not I know. a lot of people have rodeoed that long. I think that, I f- one, I forget that. And two, I think I'm one of the only people to run out of this set of people that made it to San Antonio that have run both in that old building back in the day and then in 2021. Yeah. So that was really cool because I like knew exactly where to go. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, and we're back at the Freeman. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that because in 1994, I was in a diaper. Yes. Yep. See? I've been at this a long time. A minute. A long yeah. time. You don't have to say how long. Yeah. We already know. I, <laughs> it's on Google. <laughs> it's not that hard to figure out. It's on Google. It's fine. It, but it, it is, like, going back to what I was saying, like, about your audience, like, the audience you have, like, those those kids, and obviously, we don't have to get into your story. It's out there. So, right, I mean, right. I don't want to say... Who cares? But we all know. Yeah. You've done such a great job of telling it. Like, there's no reason to talk about that. Right. We're better off talking about politics like we were before. (laughs) What a bleeding heart liberal you were telling me you are. (laughs) I was really surprised to hear that, too, because I just didn't think that with the Trump shirt and all that. And when you said I voted for Biden, I was shocked. The amount of times that I've been interviewed, you would think that at some point that I could be parlayed or provoked into some sort of a conversation that I don't want to have. But I'm proud to say in 2021, I'm still... I'm still like right on the fence. I can send this conversation anywhere. I should have been a politician. I can make this conversation go anywhere. Yeah. But there. That's smart. (laughs) You shouldn't because that's exactly what a politician does is they find the closest back door and they run out I'm just going to go out over here. Yes. I thought you would fall for that one. So Michael Jordan one time posted and he was, he had just signed with Nike and there was this big thing going on. Did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary? I have not watched it. It's really it good. I heard it was really good. I, I heard you learned a lot about him and like how vindictive he was. I didn't in, get in that. In a good way. I was just kind of, yeah, I was getting something else from it. I learned to, 
how to not get poisoned by a pizza guy in it. And (laughs) I learned like, you know, use discernment when ordering pizza. And then I also like, he was supposed to be a part of this political movement. And when he got his shoes, um, he went to advertise and, and his mom wanted him to write a check to this political movement. And he said, I can't do that, mom. I'm really sorry. I just can't be a part of that. And she was like, why? And he said, because Republicans buy tennis shoes too. And it was a really big lesson for me to learn going into business that nobody's ever going to agree with you all the way through. If they knew every single thing about you, like nobody is ever going to be 1000% um, you know, on your side or, or, or ha- you know, you may feel differently about gun control or um, whatever else. And I have a lot of fans that um, I feel like politically feel differently than I do, but I, I choose to believe that we all want the best for this planet and the best for our country. And that's where I live. And I think that's exactly what it is. Right. And I think I even, we were doing like a, a really high level political podcast with a guy, oddly enough, who ran for Congress in Pennsylvania. And I think that was our conclusion is every like, Everybody believes what they believe generally because they think it's the right thing. Right. It may not be the like correct. So it's, yeah, it's just values. And the more that I like study people, cause I, I love studying people because I want to know like, why would somebody lash out to somebody on Instagram or why would somebody not give credit to somebody? Like maybe I just need to learn more about people. And what I've learned is like, you know, those, those values, it's, it's, deeply ingrained in who we are. So it would just be like going to a Christian and saying, um, you have to denounce God and, you know, and then I won't shoot you in the head. And there's a lot of us that would just be like, well, you guess you're going to have to shoot me then. So, you know, a lot of people have that. And the more that you attack that, the more they're going to cling to those values. And you just have to assume that I just assume everybody's probably good. I think most people are. I just think everybody's definition of what good is is very different. Yes. Because everybody comes from a different place. Like, you and I come from a way different place than Ty does. Or, I mean, it's just, and you and I come from a very different place. Everybody does. And so we have all these different things that maybe shape what our mindset is towards the world. And you go through things. Like, you went through a lot of things. And and had, like, injuries and all these different things that gave you time to kind of reflect on who you were going to be. Right. But, I mean, think if you were born somewhere else and... Like you worked your way up through the chain at Seven Eleven. Right. At one point, you're just going to throw your freaking hands up there and say the world's unjust and go out and march against it because, right? Whatever reason, because you, you don't know anything. Else. One thing that I do know is that we're not, we can't change much more than just ourselves. You know, so I think that's why it's been important for me to just try to be like hyper self aware. Are you ever just, cynical? Are you I, ever cynical? It's all positive. Um. I mean, I'm not, definitely not all positive. Definitely not all positive. I think the reason that, and like, I feel like people that are positive, I just want to choke them. <laughs> you know, like it's not positive. I'm actually happy. Yeah. Or I'm actually those things. Like, I'm not just like, let's think good thoughts today. Like, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just putting a bandaid on a bullet wound of like, that we're all kind of hurting in a, in a certain, all in a different way. You know, um, everything's hard. And, you know, being overweight is hard. Being in shape is hard. Going to the NFR is hard. Not going to the NFR is hard. Like all of those things are, you know, super difficult. So we just have to choose what level of difficult we want to be on. And for me, like I'm kind of a cliff diver. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not positive. I just take a lot of chances and I've built a lot of self-confidence because I haven't allowed myself to let myself down at this point. So, I mean, I've failed, but I just haven't let myself down. I just dust off and go again. And I think so many people do that and don't get recognition for it. So I'm not special. (laughs) 
lots of people you just capitalize on things at the right moment and you you just i don't know if it was you saw something you could tell me but and you saw this opportunity where you could do something no one else really had done I mean, it would people I, could have i think like so egotistical if i was like i knew how this would all play out and i knew exactly what time to do every single thing i think that um for me like and anytime you listen to like guru people, which they also make me want to scream too, but like you listen to guru people and they're just like, well, like Tony Robbins, like any, anybody that you're just like, why are you selling me the dream? And your, your livelihood is selling me the dream. You feel like you're being scammed. Right. Like, like used car salesman. It's like a televangelist. Just like that. Like I hate that so much. So, you know, I would hate to think that I'm that calculated. Like, I think maybe that's why a lot of people, the people that dislike me, dislike me is because they feel like, oh, this was some calculated thing that she's so brilliant. She just snaked her way right through. Like, I just want to genuinely add value to the industry. I want to leave it better than I found it. And like, that's really hard for a lot of people to believe that you just want to like go in and make, I want to go into the gas station, make it better. Like, I'm a weird chick. Think about how many people have got burned, oh, I don't know, buying a horse. Right. Or selling a horse. Right. Or sending a horse to get trained or taking a horse to get trained. Right. Like, that's the one issue with this industry or being a vet and not getting your invoice paid. I mean, you could just continue down the list. Right. There is some unfortunate things that happen in our industry, and I think it creates a distrust. Right. And I feel like it's because it's so unregulated. You know, if there were a Kelly Blue Book of like what a horse is worth, what it should be worth, what fair market value would be of said horse with this pedigree of that color and that soundness, like the Kelly Blue Book would would create kind of a base for where everything should go. Like, nope, that horse is 2,500 all day long. Like no matter who's selling it to you, it's 2,500, not 25,000, like et cetera, et cetera. But because we're so, we are the Wild West, you know, there's gonna be some things that come with that. And I feel like, you know, if any person that buys a horse, you know, from any person or any person gets a horse vet check from any person, you've got to have a lot of accountability and you got to know what you're doing. You know, I just feel like in our industry, it's just been a, it's the wild west. It just is. It, it seems like it'll always be that way because the values of horses sometimes makes no sense. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that barrel horses right. or even like a good tie down horse costs what it costs because right. it's good for the market in a way sure. but it's also really bad right for the market at the same time like it creates this even for people who are in the at the very top of the game like i mean talking to people i'm really close with is like i need another horse but there's nowhere to get one or they're completely right. untouchable because there's this bubble it's like real estate almost there's this bubble that should pop right but then a stallion sells for 1.7 right. million dollars or uh a horse bred buy firewater on the rocks or whatever goes and does certain things. Right. And then all of a sudden the value goes through the roof and now no one can get it. And like I, as a person that raises my own horses, feel completely differently about it. It's because when, when a horse does really well out of a certain stallion, I'm like, ah, maybe they already found the needle in the haystack. You know, right. like ah, I'm going to move on. Like, right. oh, like I've never bred to dash to fame. Yeah. And I would love to have a dash to fame baby. Um, but it's like, oh, the ICSI is a whole thing. And, you know, you're going down that whole road and it's been done. Do you think that, uh, that people think you're like, you don't know Jack about horses? Yes. And I really like that. And that was, I guess that was my main nervousness of coming on this podcast is like, I'm going to be exposed of like, I know my shit. Like I really do. And you don't accidentally get this far. And I think that people that are, um, 
that just want to believe that somebody could stumble into this are denying themselves the fact that a lot of people have done a lot of really hard work and they could get here too. And I like kind of leaning into the, I'm nobody special, you can do this too, because it's so empowering for all the people that are struggling and they want to come up like, yeah, I'm not special, but we need to work hard to do these things. I know a lot of stuff. I know a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot about breeding and I know a lot about stallions and I know a lot about pedigree and you know, I was raised with good horses and raised by my dad, you know, was an engineer and he worked with the EPA and he was, you know, a big deal in Washington, D.C. Like, I'm not an idiot, but it's kind of nice to just play that role a little bit and let people not ask me the hardball questions because then I don't have to actually say what I <laughs> say, what I what I want to say. You know, I can just be like, hey, it's sunshine and roses. Let's all get through this. Yeah. You know, mm. It's kind of like dash to fame people and firewater flip people is same as Democrat and Republican. Yeah. You know, you're still, you're, you're right there. Like it's the same, same stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because the one thing that, that happens though, like if you look at a Frenchman's guy, you look at a dash to fame, you look at a firewater flip and then all of the subsidiaries of those stallions that have broke off to create a a Frenchman's fabulous, which happens to be what Ivy's uh, mare is out of. That I want to breed too. I do want to bring it Rightfully so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, if you called Kenny and Dale, they would certainly allow you to. I'd like to read to that horse. <laughs> but, I mean, they keep producing. So there's right. something to it. Right. Um, and there's so many different crosses with so many different mares that, uh, like, it's just interesting watching people make these cocktails and continuing to see them do it. So, I mean, it does work. There is something to the breeding game that uh, – now this is a real rabbit hole because then you start talking about the fraternities and the, and you just go you just keep we going. love rabbit holes here. Hey, but there was a so there was a documentary. I I read a lot and I watch a lot of gar- uh, just crazy stuff. I was about to say garbage, but this is all really good information. There was a documentary on Bodie Miller, the Olympian downhill skier, skier guy. Yeah. Right? Did you see that documentary? I don't think so. Okay, so he invested like I'm speculating twenty to thirty million dollars in a barn with all this really amazing technology. Um, where he had like sprint, like indoor sprinting treadmills, hyperbaric chambers in a full enclosed barn. I mean, huge. Um, every single thing that you could possibly want. Nutritionists coming in, not average nutritionists. I'm talking people to break down like every single horse's whatever, taking their blood um, before, during, and after they run, heart rate monitors in the cinches, like the whole deal. And he was like, were they, these, were they racehorses is what they were? All racehorses, yeah. thoroughbreds. He I was like, I just want to beat Bob Baffert. Yeah. And so then the documentary fall, goes over to, to Bob Baffert's barn and it is just like, like you would, you would stall overnight there, but you wouldn't like extended stay. You know I mean? It's like a dingy old barn um, with just regular schmegular hay nets, like nothing cool, like not a cool kid product um, out. The hay is just, you know, run of the mill coastal. They've just got Walmart box fans up. It's dark. The horses don't get turned out much. And here comes Bob Baffert out, and he's just like, yeah, we win. And he's like, well, Bodie Miller's going to beat you. And he's like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, come it's, on. It's the Rocky Four thing. Yeah, come on. And I, the last time that I checked Bodie Miller's win record as an owner slash trainer on the track, he had won $218, period. Yeah. And so I was like, that's really cool because it shows – um that while the sport is evolving and growing and we've got million dollar rodeos and we're doing all these really cool things, horses are horses are horses and the people that can win on them, win on them and they do really well and they know what they're doing. 
And a million dollar horse is going to run through a fence just like a ten dollar, just horse. like a ten dollar horse, and maybe just don't turn that sucker out every day to frolic, you know? <laughs> like Bodie's just letting him frolic, and it's like you know the mothers with the foal, and you're like, nope, that's nope, that's not how we do it. Uh uh-uh. They're dumbasses. <laughs> nope, nope, we do not do that. <laughs> so, baby Flo is not going to frolic with any of the recip mares to get to know her foals. Like right. that's just never going to happen. It's <laughs> such a strange concept, right? I've watched. Hundred thousand dollar horses try to roll in a in a ten by ten in an exerciser. They're in an exerciser, gating back, gating front, and about four feet, and they try to roll. How'd your leg get up there at the very top? This is ten feet. Yeah, you're gonna die. How did this even happen? Great. Yeah, we didn't get you insured yet. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Great. So that's horses. That's horses. And I don't think people understand that sometimes. Yeah, I get asked a lot about that, and I'm like, we do the the least we possibly can to get in their way. Yeah. Because it's just like... You get criticized a lot for that, though, because people think you're not doing enough for your horse, right? Yeah, so... people say that a lot. Yeah, I... So my horses get turned out. My Just like... It's funny to hear any professional barrel racer at any level um, for somebody to think that you're not taking care of your horses. Because that's just like... I mean, you know you grew up with this. Like, that's literally all we do. There's no time like, for anything just else. Literally all you do morning, noon, and night is just... Are the horses okay? Like I have cameras on my phone right now on every single stall just so I can make sure that with this weather change, like we don't have anybody tying up and colicking. So it's just really bizarre. Also, horses don't win if they're not well taken care of, you know? So like if you see me win something. It's amazing what a tiny ulcer does to a horse. It's over. So, you know, I think that that's just, again, you know, people lashing out and saying if they owned that horse, how much better they could do it. And, you know, that's great. Express yourself. People have to people have to have a way out, yeah. right? Like I think that's yeah. the one of the biggest things that most people are really scared to do anything, right? That's uncomfortable, right? right? Whether that's start a business or anything, or maybe go down the road to rodeo. And sure. we're all scared of doing something. And it's like, but I'm not going to do that, right? You know, right? But that's the biggest thing is people don't believe in themselves anymore for nothing. Yeah, if and you so can't, you must. Try. Like that's my rule: is if I can't, I must. Yeah, and you probably have people in your life who've tried to, like, stall you at every stage. Right. I know I have. I travel very light because of that. Yeah. And and my circle is very, very small because of that. When I have a harebrained idea, nobody scoffs at me. Nobody's. Now, I have a long period of, of kind of doing the right thing where people realize, like, oh, Fallon said we're probably going to try this and it might be a success. But I'm not afraid to fail anymore because I've eaten ramen and driven cars with no AC and I'm not afraid of that. I'm not scared of that. I'm scared to not be everything I was created to be. Um, just because I, I always see so much potential in people and you just, you know, you see a lot of, I know a lot of people that can ride a lot better than me. I know a lot of people with better horses than me. Like I know a lot of people that could have done some things that maybe I've been able to dabble in and just not do it because they were, you know, scared. So I hope to be like the push. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And it pushes me. Like, every single time you teach somebody something, you learn it better. So, I think that that's, you know. Are you a good teacher? I feel like I am. Really? Yeah, I feel oh, like I'm a really a good teacher. teacher. Yeah. I was teaching a, a Major League Baseball player how to ride, giving him his first riding lesson. <laughs> Ran into the fence. Did you? <laughs> now, I'm not saying I haven't let that happen. That's happened. Like, Granted, my dog trainer really, almost took out the side of a barn. He was really athletic, and he was yeah. able to, like, bail. But yeah. he still ran into the fence on a dink. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It was like post. Uh, you got a post. No, don't hit the post. 
It's like, cool. There's your yeah, hundred million cool. dollar contract there it went. on my there conscience. There with the knee. Yeah. I, like got all hung up in the stirrup, got drug around a few times. It's like, this is not fun. This is all on me. I should have told this. you to bail sooner. You did this to yourself. Oh my God. You sure you want your kid to ride that horse next? <laughs> so I'm a terrible teacher. That could have been on the news. Yeah. Could have been on Sports Center. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been bad. I say the names. But I'm a terrible teacher. I was wondering if you're like better at the application or if you're a good teacher. I'm a good teacher. Yeah. I really think I am. Um, because very few things I'm You've like, done a lot I'm of really clinics, good at that. Though, too. Were you a good yeah. teacher when you first started? I think so. Really? I think so. I really, really like to teach people things. Um, yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to flex on that. I think, I think I'm a good teacher. Yeah. I really do. Um, I think because the way that I learn is a way that other people, I wasn't super understood as you know in public schools i had to get pulled out of public school because like i would cry every day and it was this whole thing and i was this huge nerd and um you actually i was really surprised you're like Ty, is that a gaming computer like you're yeah. a bell racer what do you mean yeah you don't know what that is i think that the other thing is like i don't know a lot of barrel racers man yeah yeah i got friends that run barrels yeah and are good at it but like i don't have like barrel racer friends so when you go to the rodeos I was just thinking, I never see you at the road at rodeos. You won't see me. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of. I just do my thing and get back out. But however, like I've been low key, like Stevie Hillman shared one of my posts from Facebook onto her Facebook page, but I didn't know that because I'm not, not super dialed into Facebook. I don't. Facebook like, is a mess. It's a monster mash of like just emotions. So I don't dabble in that a whole lot. And I saw that she shared it. I was just like, Stevie really? Hillman shared my post. Yeah, I freaked out. Man, you don't give yourself enough credit. I freaked you're, you're out. You're giving yourself credit for a lot of different things, but then you're also kind of like <laughs> chipping away at yourself, and I don't know if you realize you're doing it. But I like free. You're I a world champion. Out. Shut up. I've done well. I've done well. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I bet you if you like. And I trained that effing red mare. Yeah. And I, that's the only thing that I get a little bit upset about is like people just like, Oh my she God. bought that horse. That's one like, of the worst whatever. things is so many, I like this is dark stuff yeah. behind the scenes that maybe right. people who watch rodeo don't realize, but the amount of motherfuckers who will yep. take credit for training a horse or owning a horse or yep. breeding a horse who don't. Right. It's or really never upsetting. Did, or forgiving people who will brand a horse that don't have yep. the shit that goes on. Yep. Like that's why mm -hmm. like I don't yep. partner with people on horses. It's very upsetting. You never would do yeah. it. It's why I don't sell anything. And it's people you wouldn't, you would never think would do it. And they just do because this whole thing, the whole, and it's, it's not just barrels, although barrels might be the worst. Right. Because there's so much to it. There's so much depth in it. There's so much darkness there because yeah. people like. <laughs> I don't dabble in it. People I don't want, dabble in that black magic. People want, even just at a jackpot, it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, I trained that. I broke that colon. There's a tour. I trained that horse. And she's using the wrong bridle and she's never going to win. Oh, I just don't. Motherfucker, you never saw that horse until you, yesterday. Yes. Shut up. Like, I just don't dabble. I create TikToks in my drafts. Really? Yeah. And I never post them, but they're sassy. And I, and it's like, oh, so you trained my horse. Oh, do, do it again. Then do it. Just do it again. Just do it again. Yeah. You did it, then do it again. Yeah, and that's the mistake that <laughs> maybe you let somebody like exercise that horse one time, right? Or freaking pony it right. one time, and or like I taught somebody it. how to lope through the barrel pattern several times and would like help them like slide your hand down, whatever, and like okay, we'll do that for me like three days a week, and it's like oh, you trained it, like okay, it is you know it's and and not to take any credit it's, from it's anybody because everybody does their own work, but it is a weird thing in the barrel industry, and I'm not, I'm definitely not the only one, so. 
It's no. everyone. No, it's literally Every anybody, and it's it's it might be worse in the fraternity industry than right. it might be in the in the rodeo, right? Because there's so much, there's so many more horses. Yeah, because there might be one person who's running seven horses, right? Right, and like you let that girl that you hired to exercise your right. horses is now telling everybody that she trained that horse because she wants to be hired right. and wants to wants to win, right? And hey, get your hustle on. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but that's hard. Do you? But like, maybe don't lie. <laughs> That's hard. Do you? People have been lying yeah. since the beginning of time. Right. You ever wonder why like a two-year-old will just lie, even though they've never been exposed to a right. lie? We're just bred to be liars. Yeah. They will. They will just lie. It's for just human protection. They do. It's just yeah. like a, it's like how like a baby rabbit automatically knows to run away, even though right. it's never seen a dog. Right. That people were lying. Yeah. You have to just assume people are lying to you about most things. See, I don't. I'm the complete opposite of you, I feel like. Where I go into the world just like, this person's telling me the truth. And that's how I've gotten, <laughs> gotten like, you know. Oh, I used to be that night. The wrong relationship. Like, wrong. I'm, I'm better now because I do have a side of myself that is very, very savage. Like, I am a good listener. And when you're a good listener, you hear a lot of stuff. I've got really burned on horses. Yeah. From my young age. And I just <laughs> am so cynical about, like, there's like three people in the world that I would ever give money to, like, go to, buy a horse. To go buy a horse. Yeah. yeah. Or, or put my name on papers with. Right. There's like three because I've done it a lot. Yep. And I don't have nothing to I just, I just raise them and then I don't know what I'm going to do because I yeah. don't sell them. And now they're multiplying. And now people want me to price something, but, like, you can't price anything for what it's worth because you're be undercut. Okay, so that horse is worth ten thousand, but really and truly, it's by this mare and done this, so it probably should be you know fifty, sixty, whatever. But then so and so sold theirs for two eighty five. So like, it's, what? It's it, weird monopoly. Yeah, and then they're gonna take it, and then should the horse poop in the wrong corner of the stall, you're gonna get drugged through the mud, you know? Because God forbid you rode it wrong, you know? You didn't ride it wrong. It wasn't your lack of skill. Right. Like it was for sure the horse's fault <laughs> every have, time. Well, you have to assume that, like, <laughs> especially if you're, you've invested all this money and well, I never name names, but right. we know a lot of people who have spent millions sure. and millions of dollars on horses to only win thousands of right. dollars on horses. Right. And you never get that money back, that investment. Ever. So it's super dangerous being the person who sells that horse. Right. Because you end up with this, even if your intentions were good. Right. Or you tried really hard. Right. And the, and the horse kicked ass for you. Right. There's no way, there's no way to gauge. So yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these horses. At what point? Like yeah. I'm just, I just keep building on to my barn. Yeah. And my husband loves animals. And so, and he yeah, doesn't what's, ride. What's his thing? He's, well, he's super into guns. Like he collects super cool guns that were all coincidentally lost in Snowmageddon. And we have no record of, and we have no idea where they are. What? Yeah, that's right. Did you guys get robbed? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna be like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just realized I'm on a no podcast talking. Realized I'm on a podcast talking about. Oh, he has all these guns and like you know. Yeah, you're gonna be like that's that gonna dude be an issue LA. later. Did you see that post of the dude in LA who was the gun collector and there was like thousands of guns just laid out in the street and the cops were just kind of laying in them like this. they're all legal and yeah. they all have like all the things are like accounted for. They're all very very legal. My hmm. husband is very by the book. Super, super by the book guy. Cut that all out, Ty, and just leave the <laughs> guns all went missing part. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So that's what he's into, and he loves animals. So he didn't have a lot of animals growing up. Um, he's a city boy? Yeah, well, not really. Of. Like, he grew up 
shucking corn in Wisconsin. So not mm. like city city, but just not not rodeo country. What was his opinion of rodeo like coming into it? Who he's a savage. Like he really is. Like he I need that in my life. Like I have some savage friends too that are like, we're going to stand up for you because you're not going to do it for yourself right here. Like I would stand up for anybody. My husband very much is the guy that is like, if you troll me online, like he's going to troll you back. And it's, really? it's really funny. Is it? Yeah. He, he, he's dirty. Like he gets in the trenches. Like it's really funny. Um, but his opinion of rodeo was just like, wow, this is really wild. He knows every single thing in, out, upside down, pedigrees who is winning in the fraternity world. He's just that guy though, that just like submerses himself. Really? Like full immersion learning kind of guy. Um, and the other day he said something about something. And I was like, how do you know the rule on that? And he was like, oh, you don't want to turn out of that one. You'll be banned for two years. And I'm like, what? how did you read the rule book or like what? And he was like, you know, I just read through the WPRA from time to time. I'm like, okay, you know, studies wall street and then studies the wpra which is just bizarre <laughs> really bizarre cold dude fully tatted big gauges doesn't look the part looks like a bad guy you know it's just it's great yeah he looks like he's studying mufflers on harley Davidson. he's definitely not yeah. he's so corporate he's super corporate like I love he that always wants to do the right we're thing in now because those are some of my like i actually like like the rough people myself yeah. like that's who i like to hang out yeah. with i don't hang out with a ton of rodeo people right. there's a few but People I hang out with are like the dude who likes to go to Spain and like do things. Yeah. You're not allowed yeah. to talk about. That's probably more of the people I'm hanging out with. Yeah. I and mean, we probably it's hang like, out with the same kind of yeah, people. Yeah, probably. Um, I just like anomalies too. Um, you know, you can kind of know what a rodeo person's going to be like from the get-go. Not that that's a bad thing, but you know exactly what you're getting. But I don't think I'm going to have a conversation about anything else other than certain things within rodeo. It's like, hey, where are you next? My sister and I were just talking about this <laughs> on how sick of like. Uh, How'd you draw? Well, just so sick of it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Like, we don't want to talk about horses anymore. We don't talk. Yeah. About, we don't want to talk about rodeo. Right. And let's talk about something else. Anything. It, literally yeah. anything. Can we talk about episode three of Jersey Shore from two thousand and seven? That'd yeah. be better to talk about than than what happened at Pendleton. Anything. Anything. For the 99th year. Do you know so and so suing so and so for whatever rule? And you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't that's why this podcast is the way it is. Yeah. We never talk about rodeo. It's rodeo people. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, let's talk about the weather. Yeah. Why is the weather so weird in Texas? I don't know. I don't know. She's what happened? Did your house get jacked up? Yeah, man. Bad, bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's not the worst, but we did have a leak upstairs and then it came through the top floor. And so my kitchen's got, you know. Did you talk to your homeowner's insurance yet? There's like, cool, back to you in 2028. Um, So my homeowner's insurance, my deductible is so high that they, that I just have to, it's just out of pocket. Really? Yeah. Is your husband handy enough to like fix it? He can, but like he's, he's launching products and he's like doing all these things. Like I don't need him in like on that project right i need anybody else on that project right so long time ago my dad told me to take the money that i make and divide it by the hours in a day so i can figure out my hourly rage wage and then every time that like i kind of made a little bit more money he'd be like make sure and figure out what your hour hourly rate is so when you're doing things like you know mowing the lawn or whatever like you realize how much you're costing yourself right and he made me do that so now like i outsource several things I'm just like I'm still trying to learn that. Yeah, I outsource a lot. Yeah, I need to figure that out with my business. Yeah, get stuck doing like in the trenches. But I do a lot of owner operator stuff too, though. Like, I mean, I'm unloading UPS trucks. Like, I'm helping 
on the t-shirt printing machines and like moving rolling racks around the warehouse. Like I'm still, but that's, I'm really passionate about that. Like I like kind of the, there's parts of it I like. Yeah. Email drips and like, you know, Facebook ads just like, eh, whatever. I'm not. I don't even understand that. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of like, oh, did you made a tag in the right place? I'm just like, eh. But I do like to do every single job in the business um, besides design because I just like, that's just up to the designer who is my best friend. But every single job in the warehouse, I do it periodically just really? to see how we can make it more efficient, streamline things. So if it's licking stamps and putting a t-shirt in a bag, like I know how to do it as well as anybody in there just to make sure we don't have any inefficiencies. That's important, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's one of the biggest issues that I've learned with business is how quickly waste piles up. Right. So and I just like undercover boss every chance I get. Really? And then I take a break and go lope some colts. Then I come back. Do you full on undercover boss or they just like know it's you? No, they know it's me. But like. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Hey, move over. I'm going to do your job today. And they're just like. And and for the most part, I think they really like it. How many employees does the company have? 11. Yeah. Anything over two is hard. Yes. Yeah. It's my least favorite part of. at, Ty? (laughs) It's my least favorite part of the job of being like, and you're fired. Like, I'm not built for that. Yeah. It's not who I am as a person to be like, and now you're done. So I have to make sure I hire really great people <laughs> to stick around. Takes me like two days to figure out how to come down on somebody for things. By the time yeah. by the time I figure out how to do it, they've already forgotten like, yeah. what they did wrong. And you're just like, I've been gnawing on this for two days. I have a bleeding ulcer because of you. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, I guess I'll just let it go. <laughs> Which is the wrong move. Yeah, don't do that. You can't. You have to do it right on the spot. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> People are hard. People are the hardest. Yeah, I don't know. I I enjoy it. I enjoy people. I like to, I just, I, I get to come in contact with a lot of different personality types because I'm somebody kind of on the internet and in my industry. But like behind the scenes, I would never want to be inconsistent between being those two people. So I want to like have goodness and cheer and good vibes and, you know, everybody work on their dreams at the same time as we're, you know, working on all this other stuff. So I've tried to just really invest in learning about people. Yeah. Cause that's the problem lot. with social media is 90% of them have spent a lot of time with influencers, especially in the last year. Right. And they like, they just don't want to lose that, that fit tea money. Yeah. So everything's <laughs> fake. And it's the same thing you're talking about with the patches, but it's You're just like, I don't know what's the bigger flex, but man. It's T and Gymshark they don't want to yeah, lose. Yeah. Just like, man, on that Alpha Leap piece. You follow that guy? Uh Christian Guzman? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I love yeah. Christian Guzman. Yeah. And he's building like Alpha Land. It's so crazy. Yeah. I like Christian Guzman. Like I follow more fitness people than yeah. I do rodeo people on yeah. social media. I'm gonna have to go see who you follow. Yeah. I I wonder if we follow a lot of the same people. Probably. A lot of weird probably. stuff. Yeah. Not as much rodeo as I probably should. It's going to make people uncomfortable. I've started to follow rodeo people and I'm really excited. I can't figure out which is Ivy's real Instagram account because there's a few. So many fake ones. Okay. Not fake ones because her fan account, they, her fan account's incredible. They're ridiculous. They're so good. Everybody wants to hire those 13 year old girls. They're so good. I love them. Yeah. Shout out it's to impressive. official fan page yeah, I, of Ivy. <laughs> so for the longest time, none of us knew who they were. We but can spot. If you I, so, post something about Ivy, they have it before you can even look at your first like. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. They're and, QAnon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The QAnon of rodeo. They really are. 
<laughs> I don't think anybody else has a fan page like that no. either. Which is surprising. It's incredible. Super flattering. Because Ivy posts like once every harvest moon on her own. <laughs> but these girls probably put out 40 posts a day. Yeah, it's incredible. They send me pictures that like some obscure photographer took, you know, somewhere that I can't get hold of. And they're like, thought you might like this. You know, those girls this are is not a Fallon to- Taylor account. Okay, don't get it twisted. But here's your little bone. Yeah. Those girls are going to be able to get a job at the highest level when yes. they come of age. Yes. In fact, you guys, I'm saying this, if you need one, there's one here for you. Yes. You know, it's not a bad idea. It's not. That's not a bad idea. Wait, it's my idea. You can't Wait a it. second. I might steal these girls. Ideas are not copyrighted. <laughs> Actually, if you call our attorney, they can be. They can be. Yeah. It's just hard to enforce it in court, I've found. But you can. Uh, you can trademark right. literally anything you want for $384.96. Well, yes, you can. No, well, if you trademark it, that means that you've put that idea onto paper. As a mark. And, and an identifier. So, so now then it becomes copyright. But now a pure idea is not All you copyright. have to do is write out the idea. Yeah, exactly. If you write it down. Four sentences yeah. or less and you can trademark it. I know my shit, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to copy anything. I've been preparing myself for the day that you try to pull some crap. That's what this I'm is. I'm fully 100% <laughs> going to potentially copy some of this. Yeah. It'll be out there in, on the internet forever. It'll be on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, LimeWire. Subscribe. I miss LimeWire, actually. I miss the way that you could get stuff for free that you can no longer do. I mean, you can do it. You just, you know. I don't know how to do it. I don't either. I'm not smart enough. No. I'm I, not, Ty could probably tell us. With Ty's computer setup, he 1,000% knows how to pirate anything he wants. Doesn't mean I do it though. It doesn't mean he does. What about it? UFC fights? Because if Dana White like, oh, I'm gonna catch you this time. He's been saying on it every like UFC press conference, I'm gonna catch these guys. You guys don't do it. I'm gonna catch you. Is he talking to you, Ty? I'm gonna play the fifth on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you like other sports? Oh God, sorry, sorry. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't. It's on airplane mode. It was on. It's an alarm. I set alarms for everything that I do. Yeah, really? alarms go off no matter what. Yeah. Was that the alarm for shut the hell up the gauge podcast? <laughs> No, that wasn't an alarm for just like to make a post about certain things. Oh. So. Do we need to take a break so you can make your post? No, I'm good. <laughs> but you're an influencer. This is I'm the not an, I, I mean, am I an influencer? I guess I like I have influence. I don't know influence. what an influencer oh. is. You should tell me. I just, I feel like an in, to be an influencer is a kind of a derogatory statement. I feel like if Ty, for instance, and not to like, not to like, put you in a, you know, like in a certain position just based on your appearance. Cause like, I would hate for anybody to do that about me. You cannot call him a lesbian. I will get upset. No. So like, I don't want to pigeonhole Ty, but if, if Ty called me an influencer, I would be offended. Really? If you call me an influencer, I'm not offended. How come? Because I just feel like when Ty talks about influencers, his feeling about them is like, oh, this influencer chick came in the other day, which just means I have crap for brains. I don't have much to say. And the depth of my soul is about, you know, a quarter inch deep. And that's what I, you know, where the, like the girls that pose in front of like while they're making eggs, but they're in a thong, just happen to be in a thong, you know, and they're making eggs and they're just like, that never happens. Tough before. arm day coming up, but their whole ass is out and they're like arm day. And you're, that's okay. to me, like that's influence. So I get so deep into this influencer stuff for fitness because yeah. that's actually like, I might care about fitness more than yeah. I care about rodeo. Right. You should rodeo people do, but you should, you should care more about fitness, but I don't, I don't dabble in the stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I will when I get older, but I won't right now. I'll be very transparent. I will. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do you. I'm going to do it. But, uh, (laughs) when I'm of age, right. But 
it <laughs> is very frustrating. Like if, if you're the kind of person who lifts weights naturally, it sucks. Right. It's horrible. Right. Because you see all these fitness influencers and the women too. I know, man. I've seen things. Up. I've seen things. Oh, yeah. Do you know that women, if they take the wrong amount of things and stuff, they will begin to grow things and stuff? I do know that. I won't mm-hmm. tell you how I know. I didn't I know. know that. I didn't know that. Oh, I know, know that. And I'm not going to say how I know, know okay. that. But okay. But I do. It's, eh. it's yeah. strange. I drink protein and BCAAs and a little pre-workout, and that's how I live my life. Yeah. I don't even get into the protein really yeah. and, and bcas i just do pre-workout and then eat food and just <laughs> doesn't work that good just <laughs> been doing it for years it doesn't work thing. that good it's a whole thing yeah but it's it's so accessible like this is nothing just wrote people are checking out like tell us about baby flow yeah They're like stop we don't care about <laughs> we don't care we get our food from bucky's we don't care about your fitness stop trying to shove that down people's throats Not everybody has a lifetime within 40 minutes of them yes <laughs> they just don't 40 minutes is a long drive Hi, that was just not your best work. <laughs> what? 40 minutes is a long drive. 40 minutes is a long drive. And we're back with the Rush Limbaugh show. Rest <laughs> in peace. R.I.P. Rush. You see those ads that are on like that, like AM radios? They're some of the most strange ads. No. You never listen no. to AM radio? I used to work for an AM radio station. Which what? one? They're like the most terrible commercials ever. Oh, you haven't so heard like skier? like squatty potty commercials? No, no, that would be an improvement. It's like <laughs> it's like um, the coin purse laundry mat. Get your laundry done for like they don't even seem real. Yeah, even the, on like a Rush Limbaugh type show, you have not listened to AM radio stations weekend programming. That's where people essentially pay call to, in. Oh yeah, I've listened they, to that. They like, pay to be on air. Some of the worst shows I've ever had to run. Really? Some of the worst stuff. Really? Just in terms of. It does not sound good. The content is really weird at times. And it's just like, how the hell is someone listening to an hour of this? I got Have you been on Cowboy Channel yet? Like, you've probably done it a whole bunch. Yeah. On Western yeah. Sports Roundup and all that. Yeah. I didn't start watching it until that long right. ago. I was so pleasantly surprised by how just like, let's just do this, that was. Yeah. I was expecting something totally different. They're amazing. And they're just like, well, what do you guys want to talk about? Yeah. I don't care. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> it was more like this than I ever would have thought. Yeah. So I really actually enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, I was expecting. Like, They've always been so good to me. Yeah. So nice. So yeah. nice. No, they're. Yeah. They deserve a lot of credit yeah. for what they're doing over there. And they, I mean, <laughs> what was the thing that he said during the NFR? Is like, please buy this app because eventually it's going to pay for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually we're going to make money from this. So this is like just doing it to help rodeo. That's 90% of what I do. Yeah. I mean, literally, Patrick Gotch, that was what the ad says. Eventually someday at one point, this is going to help pay for this stuff. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> literally. That's what it said. He's just like, I love his commercials. <laughs> they're so great in the weirdest way. I love them. There's like a, like a globe thing. Yes. In the office. It's like, Rubbing in like, oh, where's Dorothy at? Like, there's the most, there's like a little farmer figurine, like happy, happy helpers, farmer figurines. Like, this is the strangest desk of any person who owns a TV now. I've never seen anything like this before. That's amazing. There's, there's, like, he wears overalls into work. Like, I love it. He's got to be one of the most interesting guys yeah, in the world. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and just to put that on TV, it's like, 
He doesn't care either. And there was something about that commercial too. I can't remember. It was in the background over his right shoulder. There was like, there was a reflection of something in the window or like the windows need to be cleaned or something. And I oh, was yeah. like, I, I would have remembered. I was like, I would never have let that go. But he's just like, listen, get the camera, Chuck. We're doing this. They're like, Pat, Pat, we got to re-record this. He's like, <laughs> no, this no. This is the one. Air it. <laughs> Air it. Air it. Right Do now. It. But the windows need to be cleaned in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I mean, they're bad. It's really bad. They're not bad, but I also enjoy that. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you know? he doesn't care. We re-record our ads a hundred times if there's yeah. any like anything wrong, because we do actually have to fund from sponsors. It's yeah, kind of the only way. Yeah, I've heard your sponsor ads. They're really good. Which which one? So you had like a, an intro good? into like WCRA, and another one from something. You did a great job. The ball trimmers. Was it the ball nope, trimmers? It wasn't the ball trimmers. Most people talk about the ball yeah. trimmer ad. It's like, so you really use that? Well, yes, I do. I'm a modern man. No friction. I don't think many cowboys would admit to that. I mean, probably not. Probably not. There's a lot, a lot, a lot they wouldn't admit to. It's too late for me. Yeah. I don't have any appearances that I have to uphold. It's too late. I'm I don't like think they do either. In. Right? You don't. Hell like, no. You know, Hell do no. you? Yeah, you do you. Stop <laughs> telling me to do me. I already know. She's trying to inspire me without inspiring me. Look at her go. She's doing the Fallon Taylor thing. Look at her go trying to make everybody better and crap. Yeah. How All dare the garbage you. shit. So ingenuous. I hate her. <laughs> you mapped this out before you came. I here. hate her. She was planning this all along. <laughs> I'm really sweaty. I Are am you? too. It sucks in here. Yeah, you want I'm some water? Sweaty. I was that was me like I didn't want to ask, but would you please? All right. You know you can ask, or you can ask Riley, but yeah, you can ask me. You want some water too, Fallon? No, I'm good. I've got the water. Thank you so much. She's not drinking it profusely like I am. I'm having to rehydrate really quickly. <laughs> it's warm in here. It's toasty. It's This is awful. I think the heat's on. Yeah, it's toasty. Yeah, if there were reflectors in here, it'd be a sauna. Yeah. Thank you, Ty. Okay, I'm just going to awkwardly do this real quick. Okay. You go right ahead. <laughs> you go right ahead. I'll do it with you. Yeah. It's just a lot different podcast from people that have alcohol on here. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah, lot different I, there's, vibe. There's very few people who don't like immediately go for the bar. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. That's not, you know, I thought I was allergic to alcohol for a while. Like any kind? Yeah. I, <laughs> and then I told people my symptoms. They were mm -hmm. like, I was like, I just can't feel my teeth and I don't make good decisions and my eyes get like just a little blurry. And then I like cognitively like don't feel like myself. And they were like, yeah, that's like the whole point. That's alcohol. That's alcohol. Wait, wait, wait. Was this when you were like 14? This was like my entire adult life. <laughs> so every single time you drank, you're like, I don't feel right. I mean, I did. I've had. So in my life, so I've counted it up. I've had, I think I'm on like 15 drinking episodes. I've been drunk. Like I've done the times. deal. But I haven't been drunk 15 times. I've had 15 drinks of alcohol. Like drinks individual drinks in your whole life i would just say i count those Wait, as days. are we talking about one night i'm just counting as days like it, day 13 would have been like a sip of wine but day four could have been like 10 drinks because i decided because everybody tells you drink past it so you're counting individual alcohol experiences. experiences yeah 15 in your whole life 15 it's all terrible how old was the first like how old were you in your first one so my first oh, i didn't drink it but i was 13 when i went to my first nfr yeah. And there was a lady there 
And I went to put the beer up to my lips and she said, everybody here wants to see you fail. And that's stuck with me my entire life. So I, I don't have an allergy to alcohol. I just, that lady's words. Just my like, name's Fallon Taylor and I have an allergy <laughs> for failure. Brought to you by, I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> Brought to you by Ranch Dressing. <laughs> that's it. You know what would be awesome? If you had a ranch dressing sponsor. So I think I'm going to do just the companies that I've been able to like create yeah, and put those on my shirt and be really proud of myself and do a little bit more of a like, you know? Yeah. But I think we should do like hidden Valley ranch just at least. Okay. So that was going to be my laundry line. Like ranch dressing was just a joke. Right. And I was like, I want to name it ranch dressing. And then I did. And then it was like in a garage and I thought like it, it could do well. I had no idea it would do what it's doing. I'm so grateful for it. But the whole time was like, I'm going to name it Ranch Dressing, and then one day I'm going to have a laundry line called Hidden Valley. Really? And Yeah. That was my whole, that was my big plan. That's a good idea. I've gotten smarter since then. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a great idea. And then we can hire influencers to like, you know, <laughs> put on stuff. You should hire like ironic influencers. Yeah, like who would be an ironic influencer? Mm, I don't want to be negative. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. This is the positive episode of the gauge. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be a different person here. I'm trying to put up a front. Normally, I would be like, this one chick who's really large, pick her. <laughs> pick her yeah. and just be like, whatever. But I love an all inclusive moment. So I would totally hire a curvy plus size individual for it's trendy right lingerie. Now. My mom was a big lady and I have a lot of curvy friends. And I feel like ranch dressing, I don't want to make a claim that we're the most all inclusive sizing wise. We go from double zero to 26, and I'm super proud of that. Like, yeah, because that is one thing that people complain about. Like, they I'm go to, like, a boot barn to try to find jeans. Mm -hmm. Can't find her. Right I'm now. super proud of it. I have a hard time finding jeans. Do you? Yeah. These kind of jeans. What's the problem? It's really hard to find a 2932. Yeah. Oof. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Unless you want, like, starched out Wranglers. Right. It's not for me. Right. The 14 MW MWZs. At least in like these type of jeans and boot cuts. Can you not go to like a 30? If I go to like order diesel jeans, I can get everything. Why don't you, yeah, just buy them bigger and then get them altered. That'll I got work. a guy. No, I do. But that'll do wear a belt. <clears throat> yeah, but you can only alter the waist so much. Okay. The length is not, like you can chop those suckers right. down as much as you want, but you do the waist too much and you get like this weird little flap. I'll make you some tie-dye jeans. You don't have to keep being so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't have to actually say it. You didn't. No, you didn't. I, I, I got would, you. I would probably rock every single thing you've got <laughs> thank I, you you don't have a men's line mm -mm. Yeah. i don't that's not that inclusive <laughs> listen we're getting there so we want to start doing men's stuff very soon but yeah we're just we're super into um just everybody being being covered and have something cool to wear fully covered fully co fully covered <laughs> no hidden valley yet hidden valley tab <laughs> no hidden valley yet <laughs> There's some amazing things you could probably do with that. Oh yeah, I know. I look at my head. My head went there many years ago. Yeah, like if you do do the curvy girl. Yeah. Hidden Valley and like a specific photo from a certain angle. <laughs> it's just so bad. And it's then you rude. zoom out, and it's actually just the Grand Canyon. <laughs> That's so bad. That you would so sell a rude. million. You would to sell all a million my curvy years. girls. I think you're beautiful, and we all got a Grand Canyon, <laughs> and some of us have a Pequeno Grand Canyon. And that's okay, too, because, you know, some people are upset that their butt is small No, and want to be curvy. No, you don't understand. Listen up, curvy girls. We love you. You don't understand. And teeny tiny girls, because they catch hell, too. Teeny tiny girls catch hell. No, Everybody's girls, like, Eat a girls burger. can't win. Girls can't win. No, you guys can't win. I ride for y'all. All of y'all. I ride for y'all. 
you guys can't win. I'm going to be very honest. You can't win. But a joke's just a joke. Yeah. I, I hate that you can't make jokes anymore. You can make a joke. Yeah. Comedians aren't allowed to be comedians anymore. You're not a comedian. No. <laughs> I am not funny enough to be a comedian. Not at all. So you got to be nice. Okay. But I also got to like be my authentic self. Isn't that your thing? Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's boundaries to everything, man. There's a time where you, you don't be yourself. Yeah. There's been a few times. Everybody, that was everybody's things. advice was like, Fallon, be yourself. And I'm like, no, that is the worst advice ever for today. Don't be yourself. Really? I mean, I'm I'm 100% transparent right now, but would is there people that I would just love to just throw square under the bus and just, you know, I'm human. Yeah. I'm human. So you got to like repress certain things. Do you ever feel like people deserve to get their comeuppance? I mean, I guess so. I don't know. You never feel like just doing the dirty hairy on somebody? No. Really? No. Not even if they really freaking deserve it. No. Like, what if you want to like, save somebody else from getting that? There's, because there's repercussions to that. That's the same attitude that had Richie Ramirez, like, go and kill, like, 38 million people <laughs> in one afternoon. I just, I just feel like, you know, you just got to keep doing you. And You think that there's, you think it's just, like, they'll get theirs eventually? I just think that even the thought of me thinking somebody needs to get theirs means that I've got more work inside to do. Yeah. Because I need to be I'm fully just, accountable. I'm just asking. I yeah. don't think that. I need to be fully, fully accountable for like, you know, somebody screws me over on something. I'm like, okay, I need to be way more accountable. Like what kind of due diligence did I not do right there? Because this is actually something I struggle with. I'm really, really bad about giving people their comeuppance. Like I let shit go way too easy. Yeah. I've been told that by so many people. Like, why do you let stuff go? Yeah. I'm literally I just do that. asking questions. I These do are that not for my sure. beliefs. These are not my beliefs. <laughs> I'm just curious what yours are. I um I let guy. stuff go. I let a lot of stuff go, but then I know that myself personally, I will bubble over at some point. So I've had to confront things a little bit more directly and be like, "Hey, that's not okay." Yeah. Um, just because I am the person that just lets it go, lets it go, lets it go, and then just so. Not a I lot of people it. have seen me mad. Really? Yeah. Just your husband. I mean, he's seen me upset, but like not mad, angry. Not like fully lose your shit mad? No. Hmm. But the neck injury gave me a cool thing. And that is I can't be f super upset. Like it hurts. Like it's severe pain. pain. Yeah, really? for hours and hours from and hours. From the tension or what? Yeah, I don't know what it's from. I don't know what it's from. But it's it's a side effect of this injury is that I just get like gnarly, gnarly pain. So it's created like this uh, like inner Buddha, really? which is gr a great side effect. Great little side effect. I got to say, just chill. Before before the injury, were you like fly off the handle all the time? No. No? No. Hmm. Not crazy. But I mean, like, you know, everybody gets upset. Like everybody wants to, you know, throw a chonkla across the room and yell at somebody. So what? A chonkla? It's a chonkla. A shoe? It's a sandal. <laughs> it's a mouth. It's a Spanish word for sandal. Oh, well, I'm not listening to Spanish yeah. on my drive to the ranch. <laughs> I'm not learning things, so I didn't know what a chonkla was. I'm just saying, like, everybody gets upset. Everybody wants to go crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just in a different position than a lot of people. It's very teachable. Yeah. I've learned I've learned a lot from that. It's good. People yeah. need it. People need these, like, these sources for these things. I just feel like if you are the last to anger, you get the most from a situation. So if I can piss you off by, like, cutting you off in traffic, or if I can piss you off by, like, you know, saying something that you don't agree with, then, you know, I've controlled your emotions for that day that's just really weird i don't want somebody to be able to do that to me that's a really good point yeah maybe and that's so, why you don't like alcohol because you don't want alcoholic 
Android. Probably not. You're super smart. I knew you were smart before you got here. Thanks, man. <laughs> Ty tried to say, uh-uh, you weren't, because he looked at your pictures like, Because oh. Ty looked at me and said, she's anything. an influencer, didn't he? Didn't yeah. he? I did right. not say anything. Yeah. You did. You looked at me and you go, mm, extensions, boobs, lashes, influencer. Riley did the same thing. I don't know why you're trying to rally her. Riley's cute, and you'll never, 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 never get me to think negatively about Riley. She was like, are you sure you want to do this? What are the other <laughs> bell racers going to think? As a barrel racer herself. The gray felts are going to hate you. The who? The gray felts. Yeah. The cool kids wear gray felts. <laughs> they're so judgy of me. I, and I know they are. I see it. I know. I know. Like, just know they're. Somebody made a tweet about me that was the most hilarious thing that I made a hoodie out of it. I'll send you one. And it said, oh, what did it say? It was a mean tweet. It was so funny. And it said something like, I just look around at barrel races and shake my head and think, my God, what has Fallon Taylor done? <laughs> <laughs> and I printed it on a hoodie and sold it. <laughs> Dude, that's, tweet. A, that's actually hilarious. The mean tweet hoodie. I'll show it to you. It's, it's like a fun thing people like to say. Yeah. If they see those little girls. Like, they're like, <sighs> look at Fallon. Look at them. She's look been at them. here. Look at them being just so cute and adorable and positive and protecting their heads. <sighs> what has she done? Why is there a mohawk on that helmet? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> That one. So easy. In that office, that's her. So easy to piss people off, though. You did it to her. You know, it's okay. I'm sorry I made you upset, Riley. She's not over there. She's over there. Oh. Wherever she is. Sorry I made you upset. See what I mean? She just disappears. <laughs> She's over there scoffing. That's why she had to leave the room. <laughs> She's done with it. But yeah, the gray felts. The cool kids wear gray felts and seven jeans. And they just like, when I see a pack of, of gray felts walk toward me, I'm scared. Instantly really? sweating. Yeah. And then they come in there like, hey, can we get a picture? You're so nice. It's great to follow you. And I'm like, oh, I judged you so wrong. I'm so bad. I'm a bad person. You're the worst. I know. <laughs> Almost as bad as Ty and Riley for judging you the way they did. I, I feel like you keep lumping Riley in to this whole thing. I and, like to make Riley uncomfortable. In fact, I like to make everyone uncomfortable. And I feel like Ty and I would agree on a lot of things. Maybe. Ty is surprisingly agreeable. Yeah. I feel like Ty and I would agree on a lot of things. Really? <laughs> Riley hates me. Ty's on the fence. <laughs> Ty's just on the fence because he doesn't know if there's four barrels or three barrels. Yes. There's as many dumb. as you want there to be. Oh. <laughs> One time we said, what's the difference between bareback riding and saddle bronc riding? He's like, well, I'm going to guess maybe there's a saddle. And we were just like, Bravo. Very good. Slow clap. Very good. Remember the what's a bell boot? Well, now I know. I know, so that's Ty. Yeah. So you could really rally him to your cause. Yeah. <laughs> like for for me, it's like I can know I know some like common sense type things like bareback and saddle bronc. I would assume saddle bronc has a saddle in it. Yeah. Bell boots. I don't know what those are exactly. But let's just talk about the fact that rodeo is super obscure, and I'm like, I'm gonna rally for Ty for a minute. Do it. He needs it's it. super obscure. Like we have really weird names for things. The colors of horses don't make any sense. Like the only one that makes sense is painted horses. Yeah, and it's not even see, he said painted horses. It's not even <laughs> you know, I mean it doesn't yes, painted horses would make more sense. But yeah. just paint horses, you know. He's right. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. And he shouldn't know what a bell boot is. If he knew what a bell boot was, you wouldn't put him behind that computer. Hey, what color would you think bay was if you didn't know? Blue? No. I I had to think natural colors, right? Yes. In nature. Is it kind of like a blonde? Nope. Nope. I would be the bay version of a horse. 
So <laughs> she's dark. She's got a dark mane and tail. <laughs> she's got brown so, eyes. So dark. So dark brown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. They are that weird. Makes now that I'm no thinking about it. Sense. Palomino. What would you think? Palomino. Yeah. <laughs> this sound like Will Ferrell. Palomino. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to blonde. Yes, that actually is correct. You were just guessing, or you? Assuming? That was kind of. Like, I was guessing it was gonna be like a lighter. What about Grula? Lighter color. Gr- I never say it right. Grula. Grula. Yeah. Yeah, Grula. It's actually like one of my favorite color horses. More like a reddish horse. Nope. 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 It's actually a really strange color. It's a strange like, yeah. Yellowish gray. Yeah, that's weird. They look cool. Super shit. cool. Yeah. yeah, and blue roans look really cool. I actually think Appaloosas look cool, but I've mm-hmm. never seen an Appaloosa that wasn't a. Donkey. I, I had one. I ran at a champion challenge. Like a good one? Good one. Leopard Appy. Made it on the cover hey, of the Riley, Riley, you were telling me someone had a badass Appaloosa or somebody was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like currently. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe it mm-hmm. was. I had a cool Appy. Mm-hmm. But then she said Fallon Taylor and I couldn't remember who that was. Yeah. <laughs> so obscure in the barrel yes. racing world. Very obscure. Just under underground. I couldn't find you on Team Resist all her cinch. For I know. Some reason. So then it was just like, you know, she doesn't even wear areas. Like She's out of here. Do you know where what? Ariats. Ariats? Yes. That's the proper pronunciation in case you want to know. It's, it's named not, after Secretariat. It's not Ariat. It's not Ariat. Tell everybody that because I've been it's saying It's Ariat. I didn't even know it was named after Secretariat. Mm-hmm. But that's actually kind of cool. Ariat. Yep. I just remember they used to make the ugliest boots when I was growing just up. Just the worst. Now they're cool. They they're the cool kids. In the front. I'm going to be cool one day. If Ariat can make it, you know, I'll that be cool a, kid. That was a shot at Ariat. No. <laughs> If Ariat can be if cool, Ariat can be cool. Well, you remember anybody, they were anybody, literally anybody. Can they be were cool. only English stuff though, and weird. then they were only round toe stuff, and then they were only like the pull on boots when the pull on boots weren't weren't cool. But then they got lace ups, and we were all in that with yeah. the frilly tongues, the mm. lace ups. We were all in it, and I could do mm-hmm. it one handed. Lace ups? No, that. I don't know that world. Before your time, yeah, it's always been square toe. Yeah, but I'll, I'll try some pretty. Pretty risky stuff. I wear tennis shoe boots now that I get off Amazon. Tennis shoe boots? Tennis shoe boots. I train in either Vans or Air Maxes, and then I run in tennis shoe boots, but they're discontinued. You can't get them anymore. If you can find them kind of sort of on Amazon, you can get them. Hmm. And I would like to recreate them myself because I love them so much. Do it. They're like machine washable I don't boots. know what it is, but you should do they're it. They're square-toed. It's like those, uh, those we- sports saddles that are made out of like velvet. I have not seen those. Maybe velvet's the wrong material. <laughs> Is, is this what you're getting? No, but those are dope. I did have the black and white ones over there. Yeah, I did have those just because I like. Those are rodeo clown shoes. Look at what they're called. The second, second worst effing shoes on the planet. <laughs> What's the first worst? I have no clue. I actually want to know. Well, it's a Pinterest board, so I'm not sure that's yeah. good. Hey, why are there Jordan 1s in that lineup? What are these? They're like green, like dragon. Yeah. Pet. No, no, they're dinosaurs. <laughs> Is it their heels, but the heel is like a dinosaur toy. Yes. We've gotten way off track here. <laughs> we literally lost 300,000 listeners just on this one episode. I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. It's Ty's fault. <laughs> and he keeps doing this as if we should wrap up and not be our authentic selves. This is That's kind of weird, Ty, that you would try to censor us. Especially her. She's tired of being censored. I'm done with it. Yeah, Freedom so, of speech. Yeah. She's, she's ready to get political now, so let's start <laughs> podcast number two. Let's try this again. Go again. <laughs> Can we re-record the whole podcast? <laughs> it's time for number 16 with the alcohol. Sounds good. 
<laughs> and like every single kind, I would, you know, people would be like, oh, it's because you haven't tried tequila. Like tequila, that's every, like I know every- My worst experiences have been tequila. Every, okay, so everybody has a different story about alcohol. Everybody has a different story and they're like, oh, it's because you didn't, you need vodka cranberry. That's the thing. And then you've got to drink past it. You're like, no, I feel dizzy. I can't put words together and I can't feel my teeth anymore. And then there's multiple of one person in a room and it just gets freaky. And they're like, no, you got to drink past that. I drank it past it three times and I've had the worst mornings ever since. Yeah. Like it's not good. Cause that's not a thing. I You're went way past it one time. It was poisoning horrible. your blood more. Yeah. And if you know anything about fitness, you know, like alcohol can do like all sorts of things to your muscle growth. For, yeah, I mean, for like two weeks. Yeah. It's not it's good. It's a tough deal. I just drank some. So anyway, no alcohol. That may explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should wrap up right there as I try to re-piece my ego together after this <laughs> podcast. I didn't do anything to your ego. What know. you I'll did. listen back to it and see, <laughs> see who to blame. No. You're an easy target. What did I do? No, just in general, you're an easy target. I am an easy target. She messed up barrel racing. I'll just say that. Yeah. And my ego. Yeah, just I'm sorry. It in. <laughs> Throw it on there. Do you have that? Your mom has the book full of the checks. Yes. Well, everybody has the book full of things that you screwed up and wrote. Yes. About. And that's I. I don't know what all the rest of it is, but I, I, I know that like the helmet <laughs> deal really gets people. Like that's that's really at the top because people are so uh, attached to cowboy hats, right? Religiously. What's you know? I'd like to talk about that for a second, mm -hmm. because I don't care if you wear a hat or helmet. Like it's not my religion. I had a serious injury, and like that's my thing. Whatever. Yeah. And I think I wore it for a year. I was not sponsored, and I think people thought it was like cash grab thing, which is fine. Um, speculate all you want. It's totally cool. But if cowboy hats were meant to be worn for the purpose that they were intended, like very set, like you're in an indoor rodeo, like that's for shade. Like you're in it, like, so now like the Wild West pioneers, like what would they, what would they do? And they think it's like the Wild West pioneers would like take their hat off to go indoors, you know, cause out of respect. Yeah. So like, you know, I you know what know. my idea of cowboy hats has always been what? ever since I like is the earliest age I started rodeoing. Cause I always thought I looked weird in a cowboy hat. Yeah. I always just in my head told myself, this is like a football helmet. Yeah. So when I'm done, I'm taking it off. Yeah. I, I love cowboy hats. I think they're so beautiful. I love wearing one. I think I look good in one. I like rocking them for interviews and everything else. Um, but I love, I genuinely love running in a helmet. Like I really, really like it. Really mm -hmm. dig it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It just feels, feels more comfortable. Like if you've ever been a barrel racer and had a hat lift, lift while you're like turning a barrel and then you're running to the third barrel and all you can think is my freaking hat's going to fall off and my clip in extensions are going to fall out or like. Whatever is going to happen, or like, oh, should I grab my hat? Should I not grab my hat? Before you know it, you've run over the third barrel. You see how fast the times are at Thomas and Mac down, yeah. how they're like coming down to thousands of seconds right. always. I think someone should probably try to wear a swim cap and see if it speeds them up. Hey, whatever. Do it. Whatever. You should do it. <laughs> well, do you it follow the rules. You have to follow the rules. Okay. You know, the rules. It's like we could talk, we could talk to the PRCA. And a lot of people think like I get some sort of a like, uh, like, oh, well, you could do it. And I'm like, you realize, like, I have the magnifying glass on me. I can't divert at all. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no line for me to blur. I got to follow all the rules. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You get a fine. Yeah. Fines suck. I love fines. I've yeah. been fined for rolling my sleeves up in the 90s. Like, $50 a cuff. Just because it pissed a judge off. So, it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. That's the weird side. Like, Sid Steiner was so cool. I remember I was He's a kid. He's so cool. Just like... 
Yeah. Find me the five hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't he care. was so cool. Still is so cool. Yeah. His dad's cooler than him. Is he? He's a stud. I saw him on Instagram. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It was like yeah. Stallone. Yeah. He's a stud for sure. He is. Well, we better let you get home. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'll do it with um with alcohol. You will? <laughs> I mean, probably not. No. <laughs> Hmm. I was just—I was just saying that you were just flexing again. I just say, I was, this whole podcast was just her talking about how awesome she is, She's flexing on everybody. I'm out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. You're gonna go enjoy your yeah. air conditioning because that's what the whole reason I want in this is. Yes. I'm, I'm sick of sweating. If I'm being honest, I got my little dog outside. Like we got a whole. Did you crack the window because there's. It's some... a Tesla. I got the. Oh yeah. Dog that's mode. Point. Yeah. Dog right. mode. That's a good point. She's good to go. 68 degrees in there. She's got it ready. She's really got it. Until we go to the Tesla, I want to cool down. I think it's 86 (laughs) degrees in here. We got to get out of here. Well, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Thank you. This has been The Gage, hosted by me, Chance Conrado, produced and edited by our guy, Ty Yeager. Shout out to the executive producers, Dustin Pointer and Cody Denton. Marketing and content produced by Riley Chone. Our theme song is by Shay Ashire and the Night Howlers. Make sure to rate and review this podcast as well as follow The Gage on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to The Gage wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next time.